Telling you played one game. That's the name of this uh, this segment on the show. And uh, Jeff Rains joins me. What a what a magnificent career this man had in the VFL and the AFL. He joins me now. Good day, Jeff. Uh, thanks for joining me, mate. Good to have a chat. Yeah, no problems, Kevin. Now uh, let's go back to this uh, this day where you started. It was the twenty fourth of April, nineteen seventy six. It was round four. It was at Victoria Park, which I imagine would have been one of the uh, one of the great coliseums of the time uh, in, in well, VFL. Well, you call it a great, a great initiation, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you remember? What do you remember about the actual uh, day itself? Well, the lead up to that, my vague memories, because it's quite a number of years ago now, but. Um, Tommy Hafey was our coach, and Tommy was coaching uh, a VFL side or interstate uh, for championships, and he'd opened up a couple of spots, and Richmond had a couple of injuries. So it enabled me to make my debut on that day um, against Collingwood. And I can remember the Coliseum, all right. It was was a unique experience. But, yeah, now obviously, you know, to play your first game is... Very exciting, and I played on a wing. I played on a guy called, uh, I think it was Graham Anderson, who played for Collingwood at the time. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm not. Sure, I'm not even sure whether we won. To be honest, Kevin. No, well, I'll fill in. I'll fill in some gaps for you. You, you can, mate. Yeah, I will. Um, it was. It was uh, the, a terrific start by Collingwood. They kicked six in the first quarter. At uh, at half time, and they were the bottom team out of in 1976. <laughs> okay. uh, at half at half time, it was 11-11-77 to Richmond six six forty two, and it didn't get prettier in the second half. But you did come. Yeah, out, I thought that might be the case. Finished up losing by fifteen points. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and as I said, I think we we'd had a number of injuries, but we also lost three or four of our best players to the interstate game. Yeah. So obviously we we fought back and we we did reasonably well under the circumstances. Yeah, so there was a, there was a, a loss first up, but you personally, in terms of you know these days those statistics are king, and then we can go back and get these statistics, which is fantastic. But on debut, sixteen kicks, six marks, and three hand passes. It's a pretty good day at the office. Well, I suppose it's not too bad, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah not too bad. <laughs> you take that on your yeah. first first game, yeah. Now, now just the, the lead up. You're a Swan Hill boy, obviously, but were you originally linked to the doggies? Well, it's a bit of a complex story, but I'll I'll praise it. Um, I'm a Moravian Bentley boy, yeah. Um, and my father was a banker, so we went up to a little place called Rosedale between Sale and Terrelgan, yeah, in Gippsland, and. In those days, you had to play out of your region, I think it was three years, and Dad got a, a shift from uh, Rosedale to Swan Hill, which was then Richmond's area. So oh. I played I played two years in uh, Mid-Murray up there for Swan Hill, and uh, Richmond was circling, but we had one year that was a bit of a problem, Kevin. So I initially was going to go to West Adelaide and play for a year under a guy called Ivan Pirac, and Graham Richmond initiated the plan, and then I was going to come back to Richmond a year later. But Graham orchestrated a, about a three or four ways trade to get me to Richmond in '75. So you were involved in three way, four way trades back in the in the '70s, long yeah, before you well, did them in the '80s. Exactly. Well, he uh, David Cloak's brother Peter went to North Adelaide. A guy called Saxy, who unfortunately became disabled yeah, or quadriplegic, no yeah, he went to Footscray. And um, 
I went to Footscray, Richmond, Laurie Fowler went from Richmond to Melbourne. That's how complex it was. Oh, wow. And I landed at, at, at Richmond, which was fabulous, because in those days I'd won back-to-back premiership 73, 74. Yeah. And you had some fantastic mentors like Bartlett, Shooty, Clay, Hart, Balm, the list goes on, Burke. Um, yeah, it was fabulous to, to land there in 75. Yeah, gee, it was, it was a powerhouse team. Who, um, did any one of those in particular take you under their wing and sort of, you know, uh, guide the, the young Jeff Raines in those early days? Well, I had some good, good mentors, a bloke called Neil Barm and Robbie McGee. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, they were ripper rip blokes and showed me the way. That uh, that classic photo of uh, Bones, I think it's at the end of the 73 grand final, sitting on the ground with a smoke uh, hanging out his mouth <laughs> and uh, in the middle of the ground, just uh, absolutely epitomises what uh, what Bones is all about. Well, that's exactly right, a West Footscray boy. Yeah, yeah, it certainly yeah. is. Um, how did you? How did you? I mean, the early time at uh, at Richmond, did you did you feel comfortable there from the start? Yeah, oh, yeah, very comfortable. They made me feel very welcome. But Graham was a bit of a Graham Richmond. Obviously, was um, the well, I suppose he was the chief. He called most of the shots in those days. But he made me do a pretty tough apprenticeship. I did think that I was probably a little bit more advanced. But he made me play oh, probably two thirds of seventy five in in the under nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, made me do a tough apprenticeship. And, you know, as it, as it turns out, he he read it right. So at the end of 75, I actually played in the reserves grand final and the under-19s grand final was also played um, with Richmond in it. Yeah. And all my mates played in the winning grand final in the 19s and I had to play in the losing grand final in the reserves. So I'd only played the number of games. It certainly gave you a, <laughs> certainly an apprentice. You and it, was a, it wasn't an unusual thing for players to play a lot of reserves and under-19 games in that time before they actually made it in, into seniors. Because yeah. then when you got into seniors, you were ready to go. Well, it's totally changed, hasn't it? They yeah. step right up as 18-year-olds. It's, yeah, it's, it's a different program, but... Uh, yeah, I was well. I had a reasonably good grand final with the reserves, and I think Graham at the time said that this boy will play football in '76, which he was right. Was there any? Can you remember any kind of you know big deal about uh, you making your debut uh, back in '76? I mean, these days we see videos and we see presentations and all sorts of things. No, going on. Just no, a, we just got a few telegrams from <laughs> family, friends, and people that you play football with. The yeah. old telegrams. Yeah, no, no real big fanfare, but internally, obviously, in your family, it's very exciting. Uh, and I mean, to break into that Richmond side, I mean, you mentioned that there was a couple of way on state duties and stuff, but to mm. break into that Richmond side and then stay on the side for the next couple of weeks, that must have made you feel good about where you're going with your footy. Yeah, yeah, well, it was. And as I said, I had some, some really, really good mentors and playing in pretty solid side, but mind you, the halcyon days were coming to an end because it was 76 and, you know, Royce was starting to, you know, with his injuries and quite a few of the other, Richard Clay and all those sorts. So they really needed some of us young blokes to step up. Yeah, it was the changing of the guard before that. Uh, it was. That 1980 premiership. Uh, but well, you, that's exactly right. Yeah. So there, there, there was the, what we now call the rebuild was going on at that, that particular time. Yeah, absolutely. From well, 75 through to, well, there you go, five years. Yep. Um, best and fairest in 78, best and fairest in 80, best and fairest in 81, a premiership in 1980. I mean, it was, it was a really good period for you, wasn't it, in that, uh, in that sort of first five years of your, of your career at Richmond? Yeah. 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 It really all came together. And 
I was pretty lucky. I, I got injured early in 76, I think it was. I missed most of that year with a, a collarbone, broke it twice. Um, but from then on, I had a very, very good run of four or five years without oh. injury. And, and that's the secret, Kevin. And that's the secret you tell to any young bloke. You've got to get some momentum. You've got to get that 50 to 100 games under your belt without too many injuries. Well, we'll have a look at it. I mean, this is back in the days when, we're, you know, there wasn't 150 teams in the competition. Uh, in 77, you played 21 games, 22 games in 78, 21 in 79, 25 games in 1980. And uh, and twenty games in nineteen eighty eighty one and twenty one well, in nineteen eighty two. So you hardly missed a game there for that uh, that period well, of time you before you left. Yeah, well, I knew I didn't know those statistics t- to the nth degree as you just quoted. But uh, yeah, as I said, you needed the momentum and you ne- need to get the games under your belt. So anyone who uh, you know, an historian in in twenty years' time is looking at this and goes, "Well, you know, he made his debut. He played four games. He obviously did his collarbone, and then and then he played almost every game for the next six or seven years. Why the hell did he leave?" <laughs> yeah, it's much talked about, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, oh, a number of reasons, but quite simply, at the time they brought over a guy called Morris Rioli. Yep, and and. Graham at the time, I, I, you know, just said to him, I, I don't mind what position I play, but at the end of the day, I deserve similar pay. And they disputed that. And as you indicated, I've won three best and fairest yeah. all Australian Premiership player. And they didn't want to, they didn't want to entertain it. So at the end of the day, I put myself out to the market. It was the sort of changing of the guard in sport overall, because that was around about on the on the back of uh, the cricketers had gone through that very similar thing, and then and the uh, yeah. the, the, the the kind of uh, remuneration that was available for players was starting to be really seriously looked at, because the commitment was was really heavy in those days. Well, I was starting to become when I went to Collingwood, I was sort of semi-professional, and I looked at it that way. So yeah, it started to, to ramp up a little bit, but look. Sadly, you'd love to be a one player, uh, you know, one club player, but unfortunately it didn't work out. And I suppose <laughs> I've been on open mic with my team, probably two stubborn characters, Graham and myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't get it together. And, you know, these days it'd just be ludicrous. So you would have worked the deal out. Isn't it funny that the man who uh, who went through such, uh, you know, uh, leaps and bounds and uh, and jumped uh, all sorts of puddles and stuff mm. to get you to get you to the club, uh, then, then unfortunately you, you just couldn't find a way to make uh, to make that deal. Well, I happen. think he tried to find a way after I'd made a commitment, but it was too late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all that. So, yeah, yeah, it is ironic. It is ironic. And I, look, you know, I, I think you know he and uh, he and Wilson were great administrators, and I've said this, and I don't mind saying it again that. You know, they probably just uh, outlasted their time, unfortunately, and that's where Richmond went into abyss for years and years and years. You know, at that time they lost myself, Cloak, Wood, Brian Taylor, and I think it's probably a number of 500-odd games between us and and the success we've had. You can't rip that out of any side and look for success. So, look, it it was really disappointing, but unfortunately you can't turn the clock back, Kevin. Yep. Yep, and we moved on. But unfortunately, I had three clubs in three years after that, so <laughs> yeah. it all fell apart a little bit. But never mind, well, <laughs> we survived. Our guest is uh, Jeff Rains. We're picking up the story after he left Richmond. To be honest, at the time, I just I, I probably come to a situation where I was really my career was waning and I was losing interest. Yep, and I really wanted to step aside from that and get into properties, which I've done over the last thirty. 
35 years, but Sheeds came knocking, mistake, I hated it at Essendon, I, I just just didn't like the environment and I played accordingly, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, so one year there and then you went to Brisbane, so what enticed you to go to Brisbane? Well, that was fabulous because I, I knew a guy called Shane O'Sullivan who I'd played footy with at Richmond and he, in, he'd been there in early days and Shane and Peter Knights came and knocking and said, look, we're going to set up this club in Brisbane and we need some experienced players and, and you're on our list. And as I said, I'd probably run the race, you know, in Melbourne and changing clubs quite frequently. I was ridiculed quite a bit, as you can understand, because in those days the supporters were incredibly for the for the Guernsey and loyal. And yep. um, I just felt that a change would have been good. And I had an opportunity to go into property in the Gold Coast, which was fantastic, with a development company called Gordon Pacific. And Noel Gordon was our chairman at, at the Brisbane Bears. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so the opportunity came together. And to be quite frank, it was just fabulous. We lived up there for 25, 30 years, had a wonderful lifestyle. And uh, we still got our property up there. I go back most winters and... I'm living back in Melbourne now, but and and just the the environment was fantastic. Three years there, I played reasonable football and and really established myself in property. Was it did it did it reinvigorate you in terms of because it was a new franchise and there was all those things going on that there, there, there was an excitement about it? It reinvigorated me. It was a bit tough because we, if you probably remember, each club had to give us a player and they yeah. gave us obviously their worst player, not their best. Yeah. It was really poorly handled by the AFL at the time and our list wasn't great. But I will say in the three years I was there, um, and you know, Mark Williams, Brad Hardy, Rocket Eat came along, Roger Merritt, we didn't win a... Um, wooden spoon the three years that I was there. I reckon we probably had probably one of the worst lists. So, look, we did, you know, they all ridiculed Brisbane Bears, but we did pretty well considering. Yeah. Um, but I just ran out of legs. In the, not run out of legs, I just mentally was tired. And we on the road every second week, young family, we'd get beaten up a little bit by the stronger teams. Yeah. And I felt even at the time when I was playing, I was still getting tagged at 33. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, hold on, we've got to have some young blokes that are <laughs> stepping up here. <laughs> so uh, I thought maybe it's time to get out, Kevin, and concentrate on property, which which I really love. Which obviously you have been very successful at as well. Yeah, yeah it's been good. I'm, you know, I mean, in any business you have your ups and downs, but I think I've overridden the downs to, to get a few more ups. But, no, it's been good. It's been good, and uh, I really enjoy it. Now, you're, you're a tiger at heart, though, aren't you? Tiger at heart, but soft spot for Brisbane and the Gold Coast Suns because I've got that Queensland affiliation. And my son, Andrew's yeah. now an academy coach at the uh, Brisbane, uh, sorry, the Gold Coast Suns. So how was that for you when uh, when Andrew was coming up and being drafted and going through the system and all that? Was that did did that make you think about your time in the game and and how how much it's changed? But uh, did did you enjoy that uh, in a different kind of way? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was you know it's a bit stressful being a father and uh, you know there's always I think you said you wrote a book on it all. It's yeah. the the it's more so the comparisons which I I get a bit you know peeved off about because. These these sons obviously got the genetics, but they're their own person. Yep. And you know, they're, they're constantly the media are comparing <laughs> the traits. Yep. And and if you look at father sons, there's not too many that have superseded their fathers, really. I mean, there might be the odd one, but 
it's pretty tough. Yeah, and it's, I felt that for Andrew, and Andrew had a ripping start to his career. Unfortunately, I cut down with a knee injury at Richmond, and he really battled from then on, but I've got to give it to him. He fought hard, yep. became a really, really hard um, defensive tagger, which he did very well at. Yeah, the classic for me when I did that, uh, those father-son books was Ted Whitten Jr. told me a story about playing a game and, uh, uh, in the middle of the game, it's sort of, you know, someone from the sidelines yelled out to him, ah, oh, Whitten, you'll never be as good as your father. No, and, totally. And Teddy just, young Teddy just turned around, looked at him and said, well, hang on a minute, uh, can you tell me who will be as good as my father? Cause I'd like to. Well, that's, him. that's a fair call, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's one of those one of those no win situations. I mean, to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I'm proud. I'm, I'm I'm sure all the fathers are proud of their sons, yeah. and I'm certainly proud of Andrew. It was fantastic. Absolutely, no, absolutely. And you should be proud of the career that you had. 254 games. I mean, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, best and fairest, the uh, triple best and fairest at uh, at Richmond Premiership player, team of the century for the for the Tigers. And you mentioned that uh, when you went to Collingwood, uh, you made all Australian in '85 when you were at uh, Collingwood. All Australian wasn't as as big a thing in those days as it is uh, as, as it is these days. But uh, certainly that needs to be recognised as well. Well, it was tougher because if you look back in the history of the All Australian, we had to go and play in carnivals. Yes. To, to, to get an All-Australian. They, they, they get them every year now, you know what I mean? Like it's, they, they didn't come up every year in the, the 70s and 80s. And uh, so, yeah, it was tough to get. But the old, look, my form was coming back together. Colin was just disappointing the way it all panned out. But I always say this, Kevin, I ended up uh, with a great lifestyle on the Gold Coast and probably things just fall into place sometimes. Yeah, no. Out, out of your control. Yeah, no, that, that, and that happens. That's, that's, uh, that's the way it is. Uh, are you enjoying the, uh, the Richmond resurgence and, uh, the fact that the Tigers are, you know, just a force to be reckoned with now? Oh, fabulous. Been waiting a while. I think a, a lot of people have, but look, it's really good. I went to their best and fairest recently and I just saw the camaraderie between, uh, basically the whole club, the board, the coaches, the players, the reserves that won the grand final in the VFL. Yep. Um, now the women's, you know, it's just a great culture. And, and I suppose, you know, if you look at successful clubs, they have great cultures. And that's not easy to build, but they seem to be right in that prime position at the moment. And uh, I think they can sustain further success. Now you mentioned uh, Bones McGee and uh, and Barmy as uh, you know your early uh, your early mentors at the club. Do you still catch up with them and uh, and do a bit of damage these days, or have you settled down? No, <laughs> getting a bit older, mate. Now, I saw Barmy just recently at a oh, we see him occasionally at some functions, which is good. Yep. Haven't seen Robbie for a couple of years, but always have a quick beer with Robbie if we catch up. So. Uh, not not a lot. You, you you tend to sort of get on with your business, and uh, we do have a, a, a Ian Wilson puts on a premiership reunion at the uh, MCG every the, the week before the grand final. Yep. Or, or that week leading up to the grand final, it's a fabulous dinner. It's for all past Richmond premiership players, so we catch up there. I mean, I went there, and this year there was the likes of Mickey Moldhouse and the club mate Robbie Wiley. Cloakey was there. Um, Barney was there, Shoes was there, Kevin Bartlett was there. It's fabulous. The uh, the 1980 Premiership reunion is that slated for 2020 as a uh, as an event on the calendar? Well, they should have, shouldn't they, Kevin? You might want to put it out there. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> that's something that should certainly be done because that's uh, the 40 40 years since uh, since that flag. That's uh, correct. That's amazing. Hey, Jim. Yeah, hopefully they'll they'll do something. 
Great to catch up with you, mate. Thanks so much for uh, re- remembering back to uh, the 24th of April, a Saturday afternoon at Victoria Park in front of 27,009 people. Uh, Richmond lost, but uh, you made a, a spectacular debut for the Tigers. Thanks for sharing it with us. Good on you, Kevin. Pleasure.